it's just so humbling and overwhelming to know that God uses a broken person like me to reach other broken people to bring healing. That's what the church is all about. Hurting people, helping other hurting people find hope in Jesus Christ. And it happens because ordinary people decide to take a step of faith to do something. In 2016, over 16,000 people accepted Christ at a Rock Church service or a church outreach event. Over 20,000 people were served at Toys for Joy. Our North County campus moved into a larger facility and is now Rock San Marcos. More than 34 million people viewed a simple gospel presentation online and over 450,000 gave their life to Christ. In its first year, the City Heights campus has exceeded every projection of growth and more importantly, every projection for community impact. And all this happens because you care. Thank you for caring, serving, and giving in 2016. You have truly made a difference. And we've just begun. Every time I think God can't get any better, he reminds me that he's bigger than my better. So let's do this, you and me. Let's go all in. Let's follow Jesus' calling and change the world. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand, church. Say, Jesus. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you very much. I want to say hello to all our campuses. I want to say Merry Christmas to our San Marcos campus, uh, East County campus, City Heights campus, San Ysidro campus, all the people watching online, Donovan State Prison, Juvenile Hall. Let's give all the people up out there a big hand. God bless y'all. All the brothers in, Chris, in Juvenile Hall and all the ladies in, in uh, uh, Juvenile Hall as well. Um, we had an amazing, amazing, amazing year. Uh, I just want to take a second to thank you for all your generosity. Uh, in your time, in your giving of your time, giving of your talents, giving of your money, your finances, uh, your prayers, your service. Uh, countless people have heard the gospel, have had their lives transformed. Uh, you saw the stats, actually it was 450,000, over 500,000 people have given their lives to Christ online uh, through videos online. Let's give the Lord a hand to that. It, it, it's such a crazy number to even be able to fathom, which I can't. So about 1,500 people a day now are getting saved online. And, and one of those people was one of our pastor's mothers. This is a very real thing to us. It's not just something on the screen. These are real people whose lives are being transformed um, by the simple gospel message. Uh, technology can't get in the way of what the Holy Spirit is going to do in someone's life. It actually facilitates it. Um, we had 21,000, 22,000 people at Toys for Joy last week. Um, and 3,800 of those people gave their lives to Christ. Thank you very much. Let's give all those people a big hand. Amen. All the campuses, San Marcos campus uh, launched about a month ago. We had our first service up there. Um, every campus, people are getting saved, people are being healed, lives are being transformed. And it's all because of the faithfulness of all y'all watching here and online. The people who give online, thank you very much. Uh, just for supporting this ministry. Um, 
I started ministry in 19, I got saved in 1984 and started right that year just going around talking about Jesus. I didn't know anything other than what Jesus had done in my life. And then I started sharing in my house with some Filipino kids. Um, and then it was, we had nine nationalities in my house. Think about this. I had nine nationalities in my house 30-something years ago of teenagers. And I still got nine nationalities all up around here. <laughs> well, now 90 nationalities, whatever y'all are. I don't know what y'all are. <laughs> I just know y'all from everywhere. And it is such a blessing. And I just want to thank you for your generosity uh, and your faithfulness to come to church, your faithfulness to participate in church. We are not a church just to come and sit and listen. Uh, we got to do something. And there are countless people in this county from mayors on down to people who don't know even where they are right now who know Jesus Christ and know about Christ because of what y'all do and what you give and how you support what we do. Uh, We are about being a a vehicle of blessing to our county and then beyond, obviously online, beyond around the world. So thank you very much for that. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your prayers. Um, We have a new year coming up. Next year, we're going to start the year off with a 21-day fast. I want you to be praying about that. And I don't want you to be praying about fasting something like cursing or, you know, uh, doing, getting high or something like that. That's, that's a good thing to fast. But I want you, you know what I'm saying? I'm a fast crack. You know, that, that's a, uh, it's an admirable thing. But we want to take a little different little level up to that. Uh, we're going to fast some food. And, and some of you can, it'll be a great thing for your body to get a rest from some of this junk that we eat. Um, but also to get closer to God. Uh, and then we're going to have a 21-day fast. Um, uh, and every Saturday, starting the second Saturday of January, we're going to have a prayer meeting. Obviously, it's completely voluntary on all our campuses on Saturday morning. And we're going to pray for one hour. And we're going to pray God open up heaven and pour a blessing, a miraculous blessing on through our church. Not on our church, but through our church. Amen. And we're going to pray for a miracle. Amen. Amen. Uh, before we do pray, I have a special announcement. When I was in high school, I had three friends. And of those three friends, I had one that was my closest friend. And I've been here 30-something years, 34 years, and it's the first time he's been here. And he's never seen anything that God has done in my life. And he got here two days ago. Uh, we did the Raiders Chapel last night. He was there. And he's here for the first time. And I was asking him last night, have you ever seen picture of the building? And he had no concept of this. And he walked in here, and he wouldn't even come to the seat. He would just stand there. And I just want to say, Mike, it's a blessing to have you here. Can you just stand up and say hi? Just stand up and say hi. <laughs> and, and he would just walk around like, how? I said, I've been trying to tell you this is what well, God is amazing. And, and it's a blessing to me to have you here just as much as you're saying it's a blessing to you to be here. It's a blessing to me to have you here and share this with you. Uh, I've been like this all week. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Uh, um, and, 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 and the sad news, and we just want to pray for you because he, he buried his brother the day before he came here, which was also a blessing. A blessing for me because I was close. His family is my family. And I said, after 34 years. The day you come here is the day after you bury your brother. God. And so, God, God, God's got us, brother. So let's get on our knees and pray. Uh, hey, thank you. Welcome. Lord, thank you so much for being good to us. Lord, as we come to a close of another year, Lord, we got to do next year better because you deserve better. So we just surrender ourselves to you. Lord, I pray you use this message to encourage us. I pray you use this message to challenge us. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone a high five, a hug, or something next to you. One, two, one, two. Okay, let's see your Bibles. On three. If you have your Bibles, lift your Bibles up and say word on three. One, two, three, say word. One more time, say word. Let's turn to Matthew chapter one. Matthew chapter one. Matthew chapter one. <clears throat> if you have been here with us over the last three weeks, two weeks, we've been going through a series called Giving Up Christmas. Because if you've noticed, over the last 10 years, little by little, more and more, our culture is pushing Jesus out of Christmas. Can I get amen? Uh, Everyone say Merry Christmas. I'm old school. Merry Christmas, guy. So Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. But they don't want you to say that, and it's just a subtle way of pushing Jesus out of Christmas. And so I started looking at the Bible about instances where Jesus was pushed out of Christmas when he was being born. And what we can learn about how culture, from even when he was being born, was saying, we don't want you. Two weeks ago, we looked at the manger, Christmas access, that there was no room in the inn. And I was growing up, I always always thought that was a negative thing, that there was no room in the inn and whole poor Jesus. But that was by design. In in the inn, or this house, they had all these nice rooms for the people, and yet there was a room in the house where the animals went that was real nasty, the room that stunk up the rest of the house, That's where Jesus was born. He's like, oh, the Savior of the world, born in that nasty house. That's why he came, to go into the nastiest part of your life. He wasn't somebody you're supposed to show off. Oh, look who I got God in my life so like me. I got God in my life so bless me. God says, listen, I'm not about that. I want to go into the nastiest part of your life. I want access. And so two weeks ago, we talked about does Jesus have access to your manger, your lust, your pride, your lying, your, your arrogance, does he have access to If he doesn't have access to that, you're just playing religion. And he's not, he don't want to have a relationship like that. He wants to clean out your heart. Can I get an amen? And so we talked about allowing him access to the nastiest part of your life. Last week we talked about giving up control because when Jesus was born, Herod the king, when Herod the king heard Jesus was, that there was another king born, he tried to kill Jesus because another king represented Herod the king giving up control. People don't want Christ and don't want to acknowledge God because they don't want to give up control. Or they want to recreate a God that serves them and their needs. I have my own relationship with God. I have my own idea. And basically it's based on their concept of what a God would be like for them, not the God that God is. When Jesus comes, he says, I need to have control, 100%. This is not a partnership. It's not a, 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 a democracy where you vote me in and vote me out. This is Jesus talking. I am king of kings. And so we have to give up control. And so we saw Herod say, I don't want to give, I don't want to give up control. So he tried to kill Jesus. And we see people today saying, I don't want to acknowledge there's a God. I don't want to acknowledge the God I have to bow down to or that there's only one. So I'm going to make my own version so I can be comfortable with what I feel. And God says, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. So today we're going to look at the fact that Joseph was also resisting Jesus. Huh. Joseph didn't realize that what was happening right before him was a miracle. 
And because what was happening right before him was so miraculous, it was so miraculous he couldn't even conceive that it was possible, he was willing to divorce Mary and walk away from the mother of Jesus. And yet God had to say to him through an angel in a dream, no, 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 what I'm doing is a miracle. And I need you to hang in there. And my challenge to you today is that, and I'm going to speak this, and I'm not going to speak it into reality, but I'm going to challenge you to, God, open your eyes, that right now he is in the process of doing a miracle in your life. And you're not seeing it. You're wanting to walk away from it. And I'm I'm even going to even make it even more interesting because he spoke to me this last night when I was laying in bed. God speaks to me when I'm in the bed because when I'm in the bed is probably one of my happy places. How many, how many of y'all, your pillow is your happy place? Can I get an amen? I mean, if my, my pillow I, and my wife, I love my wife. But I hug my pillow more than I hug my wife. <laughs> I hug my pillow eight hours a day. <laughs> and when I'm on my pillow, I'm in my happy place and God speaks to me and I have my pen and paper next to it. And sometimes I'm too tired, too lazy. I say, I'm not going to remember. I'll just remember. I'll just remember. He speaks to me. He says, you know what? There are some of you right now. You're in a relationship with someone. I'm not mean dating. It's a, it's a friend. It's someone who's mad at you, someone who's, or you're mad at, someone you're in business with, someone who's sick, someone who doesn't know God. There's somebody in your life right now that he is in the process of doing a miracle in their life through you, and you don't see it. And he's trying to get you to participate in the miracle. And you're like walking away, running away, complaining complaining about them and God saying, I'm trying to do a miracle in their life, but you don't see it. And yeah, it looks like they're cursing you. It looks like they're mad. It looks like they don't want to have anything to do with God. It looks like they're running from God. But actually, I'm doing something in your life, in their life, and I need you to participate. Don't run away. That's what he told Joseph. Joseph, this woman is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Come on, Mary. I ain't going to believe that. Fellas, how many of you fellas in here? I'm going to make this real simple. I don't, this is not rocket science. Your, your girlfriend, your, your fiance comes up to you and says, hey, I know we're getting married in about a month. You know, I got the wedding hooked up. I got the dress and all that kind of stuff. But I'm pregnant. And you haven't been with her. And, and now, what did Joseph do when he found out she was pregnant? He started throwing stuff. I'm just, I wasn't there, obviously. <laughs> but he went ballistic, Right? And she said, and and the angel says, no, it's the Holy Spirit that got her pregnant. Well, where's he at then? (laughs) You're telling me that the Spirit got her pregnant? How's that that work? Don't worry about it. And by the way, not only did the Spirit get her pregnant, the baby is going to be the Savior of the world. Oh, you tripping. Here's what I need you to do, Joseph. This is the miracle. This is Joseph. They can put you in Joseph's place. Joseph, I need you to hang with me. I need you to trust that this miracle is real. And it's way bigger than you. So here's what I need you to do. I don't need you to divorce her. I need you to honor her. And for nine months, she's going to grow. And everybody's going to, in the town going to think, what's up with that? And they're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about her. But you need to know between me and you, Joseph, what's in that Mary's womb is the savior of the world. And you need to trust me. And, and by the way, don't touch her. You're not going to have intimacy with her until the baby's born. So there's a big sacrifice here, Joseph. And you have to deal with a lot of gossip. But if you trust me, a miracle's going to happen. I'm telling all of y'all, God wants to do miracles in your life. Now, understand, a miracle is an act of God. I can pick up this pen 
with the limbs and muscles and tendons God has given me, the brain, waves, and all that. I make that decision. I pick up the pen. I did that. A miracle is when God does it, where that pen starts to move on it from God. When God starts to change your heart, where God starts to heal a body, where God forgives a sin, that there's somebody in your life, and I want you to be thinking about this one person, that God is doing a miracle in their life. He wants to save their soul. He wants to heal their body. He wants to deliver them from drugs or addiction. And God's trying to do that, and he wants to involve you, and you're saying no because you don't see it. That you would say, I want to be part of the miracle. God, I want to be part of the miracle. I'm in. Because Joseph could have said no. But he said yes. And so this is my challenge to you. Don't push the miracle out of your life that Jesus wants to bring into your life. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? And so I want you to, are you hearing what I'm saying? Very good. So I want you to be thinking about while I'm speaking. I want you to be thinking about one person. Everyone say one person. In your life. <coughs> Excuse me. One person in your life that God is doing a miracle in. Now, here's my bigger challenge to you. If you really want to go uh, what we call funky cold Medina, we really want to go high on this thing. I want, I want you to think of one person in your life that you have conflict with. That would be really, if you really want a God to go deep into your manger and really get in your business. Everyone say, God, get in my business. No, not business. Business. When you say words according to the regular English language, there's a certain level. And then when you kind of ebonicize it, it goes a little deeper, okay? So when you, when you say business, God's getting into your business. Everyone say, God, get my business. Uh, so I want you to think of one person that you have a conflict with and say, God, you are doing a miracle in that person's life. What does that mean? God is loving that person. There's no question. And he wants to love that person close. God, I want to be part of that. Don't ever pray for someone to be blessed ever if you are not willing to be part of the blessing. Oh, I'm going to say that slow. Then I'm going to pause for emphasis, okay? Don't ever pray for someone to be blessed if you are not willing to be part of the blessing, what I mean by that is don't ever pray, God, bless that person, but don't use me. Don't pray that. Now, you would probably never say those words, but you mean it when you do this. God, bless that person. And then God says, I want you to be part of it. You say, I'm not going to help them. That's what you say. Don't ever say that. Say, God, use me if you want. So think of one person you're having a conflict with, someone you're maybe not close with, and say, God, go deep in me. Deal with my pride. Deal with my ego. Use me that that person will be blessed. And my only blessing is just to be used. That's all I need. Are y'all following me? Okay, let's look at, let's read the story. Matthew 1 verse 18, it says, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After Mary, his mother was betrothed or engaged to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with the child with the Holy Spirit. Whatever. Joseph, I, I believe it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying Joseph said whatever. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away publicly. He wasn't want to humiliate her publicly because that was like a crime to be having sex when you weren't married. And while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joe, son of David, don't be afraid. Everyone say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived of her is of the Holy Spirit. 
She will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did not did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Uh, number one in your notes, commit to honor God through honoring people. I want you to think of that one person that we were talking about. And you have to say, Lord, I am going to honor you by honoring them. I don't like them. That's the point. This is, this is God getting in your business. God, I want to honor them. God, she's pregnant. She's going to bring all this shame on me. Honor her. Honor her. But, but, honor her. It doesn't make sense. Honor her. If you want me to use you in a supernatural way, you honor her. <clears throat> honor her, honor him, honor her, honor him, honor her. Think everybody in your life. Imagine if you honored them. And say, God, I don't, I don't have the right to have grudges. I'm a sinner. I want to be used to honor. Protect people's reputation. Not talk behind people's back. Not cut people down. Not bring people's integrity into question by what I say, what I do, what I don't say, by the faces I make. I honor. I want to be used as a vehicle for blessing. So the angel said, Joseph, instead of doing what you're wanting to do, even though you think it's honorable to put her away secretly, I want you to go way beyond that, and you're going to marry her. And you're going to speak well of her. And you're going to protect her. Think about that one person in your life. And by the way, the one person in your life could be someone who's sick and you just want God to heal them. Many of you have the flu. I was in a bed two days this week in the flu and I feel like it's coming back. That you say, Lord, pray. I want to, I want to be a blessing to that person. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to be a blessing to that person. Use me to bring healing to that person's body. I want to see a miracle happen in everybody you see that you would prayerfully say, God is working on that person's life. Every time, you, every time I meet people, every time, no matter where, I'm like, okay, God, what are you doing in this person's life? And I, I talk, I, I insert myself into people's conversation. When I say conversation, I see people, I don't even know, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Do I know you from somewhere? No, I said, hey, my name is Miles. How are you doing? Then I'm like praying, okay, God, what's up with this person? <laughs> a couple, y'all dating, y'all married? How's marriage going? Y'all married? Y'all got kids? What's up with that, hey? And, and, and it's like, okay, God, what, what are you doing that I need to know about? That's not all my business. Is there something I need to pray about with these people? Is there a way I need to encourage these people? Imagine if you live life where it was other-centered. And trust me, I don't do this perfectly but I'm a talker anyway by nature. But imagine if God, when God brings someone into your life, even if you're at the mall, a lot of y'all are going to go to the mall this week to buy somebody something, and you're going to be so distracted because it's so crowded, and, and someone's going to come to you and show you a dress or some shoes, even though you've got 90 pair of shoes. 
or a blouse or a shirt or whatever, and, and, and you just pray, Lord, is there something you're doing in this person's life that you want me to be part of? Speak to me. Imagine if you did that. God would be like, are you sure? Yeah, speak to me. And if you said to that person, how can I be a blessing to you? No, how can I be a blessing to you? You have power in your life. Use that power for somebody else. Look at number two in your notes. Don't be afraid to follow God, God's lead into the impossible. Everyone say, don't be afraid. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess the number one reason people don't step into the miraculous. I'll back up. Hear God say, why don't you pray for that person? Why don't you go share your faith with that person? Why don't you invite that person to church? Why don't you ask God to heal that person? The number one reason you don't is fear. You know there's a spirit of fear? The Bible says God has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of adoption, by which you call Abba Father. God has given you a spirit of I love you, I want to support you, I want to bless you, not the spirit of you better not. And the spirit of you better not is saying you better not. Nothing's going to happen. You're going to be embarrassed. They're going to they're, they're make fun of you. And that spirit lies to you. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't do anything. And the devil has won. Look what he says in chapter 1, verse 20. While he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Yes, God can communicate in dreams. Saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Everyone say, do not be afraid. <coughs> Joseph, don't be afraid. I'm going to tell you, Rock Church, don't be afraid. All you brothers in prison, all you young guys and young ladies uh, at Juvenile Hall, don't be afraid to do what God tells you to do. Trust him. What if nothing happens? Nothing can never not happen. If you do something, if you do something, something happened. I know that maybe messed y'all up this morning, today. (laughs) By you doing something, you just did something. But what if God doesn't do something? When you do something, God does something. And let me, let me say it again more simply. As soon as you say, hey, um, do you mind if I pray that God heal you and that you walk out of that wheelchair? If that person said nothing to you, turn the wheelchair around and roll away. You just did something, and God did something in you where you were like, you know what? That rejection wasn't as bad as I thought. And guess what? The next time he says, go do that, you're going to be like, I think I could do that. I think I could do that. And then one day, maybe the first time, you're going to see something happen, and you're going to see something else happen, and there's no formula. You just have to trust him and not be afraid. Don't be afraid to say you're sorry to somebody. Well, if I say sorry, I'm admitting to guilt. Just say you're sorry. Are you more worried about looking like you're guilty or are you more concerned about having a relationship and honoring God? He said, Joseph, what is going to happen over the next nine months is going to, matter of fact, people aren't going to know Jesus is Jesus until he's 30 years old. Actually, 33. So your whole life is going to be a whole lot of drama. Can you imagine all the drama that Mary got all her life? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that kid over there who's a carpenter, he's supposed to be the savior of the world. Whatever. Yeah, you know, she was pregnant before they got married. Yeah, I know. Look at that. Joseph talking about he's a man of God. Y'all forget that. He said, Joseph, don't be afraid of any of that. Because I know that was in his mind. Just trust me. I'm telling you that what God is challenging you to do, to be part of this miracle with that person, you tell God, God, however you want to use me in this miracle, in that person's life, whether that miracle is salvation for them, whether that miracle is encouragement for them, whether that miracle is healing for them, whether that miracle is deliverance, whatever you want me to do, whatever role I play. And by the way, because it's a miracle, God's the one doing it. You just have a part. Whatever part you want me to play, I'm not going to be afraid. And then you get afraid because you don't know what that part is, but you just say, I'm rolling with it. And you, and you say, and you do, and you give what God tells you to say, do, give, whatever. Can I get an amen? amen? Number three, be willing to live a life, self-sacrificial life. You know what he told Joseph? Well, what Joseph did, he did not know his wife. And that no means intimacy, by the way. In the beginning, when God made Adam and Eve, it says Adam and Eve knew each other and they had a baby. That no is not how you doing. And then they have a baby. That, you know, if that happened, we just all be, well, all y'all be having babies all the time, right? <laughs> It, it, that, that know is they became one. Gnosko, to know by experience. It's the same know that we, it's, it's the same concept of knowing God by salvation. When a man and a woman are married, they're united by one spiritually, and then when they are intimate, they experience that oneness. And from that union, that union has the potential of bringing life. When you ask Christ to be your savior, you know him. You don't know him. Matter of fact, in Spanish, there's, that I know of, there's two words for know, saber and conocer. Saber is more, I know information. Conocer is I have relationship. And so you never say, you know, oh, I shouldn't say you would never say, I'm not an expert in Spanish, but if you were to know someone, you would say, conozco, I know them. I wouldn't even say, saber, uh, you know, uh, you'll say them. You, you'll, you'll say about them. Information, but you would say, Kenosco, am I right, my, uh, my Spanish speakers? Can I get, get an amen? Okay, very good. So, so it's two words, and, 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 and this no is, I know. He didn't know her. He says, I'm going to abstain until you have this baby. So I'm dealing with all this garbage out here, and I'm not, I'm also, I'm not being intimate with you here, and man, this is messed up. I'm in the middle. He said, this is not about you, Joseph. Because I, trust me, God was doing something in Joseph during that time. And as you say, God, use me in that person's life. There's a miracle you're doing in that person's life. Show me the miracle you're doing in that person's life. Show me my role. And when God shows you your role and gives you the courage to overcome your fear, to be part of that miracle, he's doing something in you. He's cleaning out your manger. Now, if you don't want any of that, then God says, what are we doing? We're just playing religion. We're back to the very beginning. I'm not in your manger. But if we're really saying, God, use me, change me, transform me, 
Let's go then. Let's, let's find somebody that I could do something in life through your life because miracles are all about people and the kingdom of God. So use me, God. And if you had that mentality where you were like, show me, show me, show me. You walked around, Lord, just, just, just one person. And, and by the way, you got nervous. Your heart was beating. And you were like, man, maybe this one, maybe that person. That's great. Then you got excitement in your life. Your life's not boring. Go on to work. Punch it in. I don't care where you work. You work at McDonald's? You know how, let's say you work at McDonald's. You know the interesting people that walk at McDonald's? I mean, I went to Popeye's down in southeast San Diego, I don't know, a couple months ago, went to Popeye's, and I'm sitting in Popeye's, and I'm just sitting there eating my chicken. I love me some Popeye's. Hey, I love Popeye's. And you know what's good about Popeye's? The beans and rice. That's some good beans and rice, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting in Popeye's, uh, uh, I think it was, I think it was on, on Euclid, and I'm sitting there going, I'm, sitting, I'm just looking at everybody walking. Okay, God, who do you want me to talk to? I talked to like five people in Popeye's. See people in Popeye's eating chicken? Point. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, how can I pray for you? You too. How can I pray for you? There's people. Even you work at Popeye's. Okay, God, show me. In a minute, we're going to pray, and I want to be part of a miracle in your life. There's some of you, two miracles. We're going to do a real quick one. I want to pray for people to be healed. And here's what we're going to do real quick. You're going to pray for the person next to you. And I'm going to tell you what to say. All you got to do is repeat after me. And usually we lay hands on people. So I'm not going to have you lay hands on people. However, I'm going to ask you, you're going to ask the person permission. Everyone say permission. To just put your index finger. Everyone put, give me an index finger. Okay. Don't do this yet. Everyone say don't do this yet. Look at the person next to you and say, don't do this yet. But you're going to do this. Watch how many people do it. Watch. Some people are going to do it while I do it. Don't do it yet, right? You're going to put your finger on the tip of their shoulder. Don't do it yet. If you don't want the person next to you to do that, you have to just do this. I'm good. That's it. Just say, I'm good. And, and then you just, then, then you don't say anything, okay? And what we're going to do is you're going to put your finger on them, and, and I'm going to pray, and I want you to repeat after me, and you're going to pray that God would heal them, whatever they got. Are you following me? Okay. So left or right don't matter. Put your finger on the tip. Ask them permission. <coughs> okay, everybody look up here. If no one has the tip, if no one's getting touched, look around and say, someone, touch my shoulder. <laughs> say this out loud with me, everyone. All the campuses, ready? Say this out loud. If you're watching online, if you're watching online and you're by yourself, just do this. <laughs> it, it still works. It's still good. It's still good. Everyone say, dear God, you are the great physician. I want to be part of a miracle. In this person's life, heal them, encourage them, bless them, love them, reveal yourself to them. In Jesus' name, en el nombre de Jesús. Amen. Amen. Let's give yourself a hand.
I want to be part of a miracle. One more miracle. I want to be part of a miracle in your life. There are some of you in here who have never asked your, Jesus to be your Savior, and he's been calling you to him. He wants to forgive you of your sin. He wants to transform your life. Coming here does not get you to heaven. This is part of the process of you knowing God. So in a minute, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask Christ to forgive you of your sin and be your Savior. So all the campuses, Donovan State Prison, Juvenile Hall, our microsites, I'm going to ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes and listen very carefully because all your life, God has been working on you. He's been trying to reveal himself to you. But I pray that now you would let him in your manger. God is not a fool. He can't be fooled. He needs you to sincerely surrender or leave him alone. He deserves your sincere devotion. So if you would like to ask Jesus to be your Savior, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God. I love you. I trust you. I believe you died and rose from the dead for my sin. I surrender my life to you. Fill me with the Spirit of God. I want to be born all over again. I want to know you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed in all our campuses, online, in prison, if you ask Jesus to be your Savior, you just prayed that prayer that he would forgive you of your sin. I'm going to count to three, and if you did, I'm going to ask you to stand up. By standing, you are declaring he's done a miracle in your life. The Spirit of God that created the heavens and earth is living in you. And he's going to transform your life. So I'm going to count to three. If you prayed that prayer, I just want you to stand up in all the campuses. And we want to celebrate with you. We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you because this is your family. So on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand. If you prayed that prayer, for whatever reason, one, two, three, just stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. We see you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, stay standing, please. In a minute, I'm going to ask all of y'all who are standing to come down to the altar. And what we want to do is we want to celebrate them and encourage them. So if you're standing up, bring, bring your family with you. Come down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. They come on down. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand. They come on down. Bring the family with you. Come on. Let's give be, be encouragement to them. Let's give them a big hand. Let's give them a big hand. Amen. Amen. Come on down. Come on down. How are you? How are you? How are you? God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 
guys face big amen. Let's give him a hand. Let's give him a big hand. Amen. Merry Christmas. Here's the great thing about God. God knows everything about us. Everything. And he loves us anyway. And, he's, and when he died, he died for everything. Can I get amen? And he, the Bible says when he forgives us, he remembers our sin no more. He says, I can't remember. I used to do cocaine. I talk about my testimony all the time. And God says, I forgot about all that. I'm ready to move on. Doesn't mean I shouldn't talk about it, but I definitely shouldn't let it drag me down. You don't have to let that stuff drag you down anymore. God has a plan for your life that's way bigger and better than you could ever ask or imagine. So we're going to pray for y'all, and then we're going to cheer them into that room. That young man's going to lead you into a room back there. And after that, after we get them in that room, Pastor Marcus will dismiss us. Um, Merry Christmas. We'll be here Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Bring somebody to church Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Amen? Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for these people. Thank you so much for them and their faith and their courage to come forward today. Lord, I pray you bless them. I pray you reveal your love to them. I pray you open their eyes that they may see things about their own life they've never knew, never known. And Lord, I pray you would open all of our eyes that we may be part of a miracle in someone's life. Give us the courage to overcome the fear to step into the miraculous in someone's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Here we go. Here we go. Let's give a big hand.